Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean, we had a bear in Baldwin. Um, we had a bear that actually walked into a school in Eureka a couple years ago. During the summer months, um, they kind of get kicked out from, from their mother's area when they're about 18 months old, and they venture off on their own, and oftentimes they're literally just wandering. They go on these really big walkabouts, and there's a lot of habitat connectivity, and sometimes that connectivity um, basically just drops them off into towns or into neighborhoods. And maybe even our own backyards. On today's St. Louis on the Air, a state bear biologist has advice for the increasing likelihood you'll find yourself in an unscheduled bear meetup. And then take a look and, and decide if there's anything that drew it into your yard. So is there a bird feeder out there or is there pet food that's left outside? Um, because they've got a great nose. It's better than a dog's. And they will <laughs> sniff out food um, from huge distances. I'm Sarah Fenske. Black bears have made a major comeback in Missouri. They were once plentiful in the area, but by 1931, they'd nearly been wiped out. Well, that's all changed to the point that last week, the State Department of Conservation announced it would allow bear hunting in Missouri next fall. And joining us today to talk about how we got here and where we're going next is Laura Conley. She's a fur bearer biologist with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So give us a little overview. What initially put black bears in Missouri into such peril? Yeah, so it, it's a combination of factors. So initially, bears were once common and abundant throughout a lot of the forested parts of the state. Um, you know, there's lots of records of them from early settlers. They were used by Native Americans for their fur and their meat and the lard that comes from the animal. Um, but over time, as European settlers came into this area, um, there was a lot of large-scale habitat changes and also a lot of unregulated harvest. And so when you think about those large-scale habitat habitat changes, you know, you're really talking about the logging of the Ozarks. So conversion of the land from forest to agriculture and things like that. Um, and then just that unregulated take. And so over time, the numbers just kept dwindling. Um, and we got to a point here in the state where we really thought that the bear population was extirpated. So they were driven to local extinction. Um, some of our genetic work indicates that we did likely have a small remnant population that had hung on. Um, in the most remote parts of the state, but but really, by and large, bear numbers were driven so low that they were almost non-existent here. Hmm. Well, that has changed in such a big way. I understand you think we have more than 800 of these guys here now. What led to the turnaround? Yeah, so what ended up happening in the 1950s and 1960s, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission uh, conducted a series of reintroductions into the Ozarks and Washita's of Arkansas. And so they got black bears from Minnesota and Manitoba and then released them into the state of Arkansas. And some of those bears ended up coming into Missouri. We had a couple of records of some of those early release bears making their way into the state. But as that Arkansas population grew, bear sightings in Missouri 
blurry became more frequent. And so we started getting more confirmed records of bears into the state. We started getting um, confirmation of females with cubs, so indicating that breeding component within the state. Um, and essentially over time, that bear population within Arkansas and then that small remnant population that we likely had here um, bolstered by bears coming in from Arkansas just continued to grow. And so our bear population here is connected to this much larger bear population. Obviously, Missouri is not an island, and so mm. bears don't know political boundaries. And so our bear population is connected to that of Arkansas and, and even Oklahoma. Um, and so we're talking within those three states around 8,000 bears. And so it's a very robust bear population. Um, and here in Missouri, um, we started really monitoring that population as those sightings increased through reports from the public. We had conducted some bait station surveys, so basically looking for bear sign in the woods um, in the 80s and the 90s. And then our research really began in great detail in 2010 to really get a handle on, on what was going on. It was clear we had an established bear population here, but we didn't know how many bears we had and, and how that population was growing at that time. And I understand your research is telling you that this population has just grown by leaps and bounds. What are you seeing? Yeah, so, so we're seeing what you would expect from this recolonizing population. So if anybody has driven down to the Ozarks, you know, we know that southern Missouri is full of forested land and we have really abundant forest and high quality forest on the landscape here. And, and that's what bears need. So we have the habitat to support that bear population. And, and they're basically filling in um, parts of the state that they haven't been in for a number of years. And so we started conducting this research again back in 2010. Um, and that study was really focused on gaining an initial population estimate. So how many bears did we have in the state at that time? Um, and so we set out basically hair snares, so barbed wire corrals that mm -hmm. draw the bear into the middle of the corral and collect hair samples. And from those hair samples, you can get individual identification. So basically an estimate of the number of individuals that visit and how many times they revisit and visit different hair snares. And from that, you can extrapolate to um, a population estimate. So from that information, we determined that we had around 350 bears in the state in 2012, but that just gives us a point estimate in time. It doesn't tell us how quickly the population is growing. So we transitioned to a different study um, back in 2014, 2015, looking at all of those different characteristics of bear reproduction and survival that impact population growth. And so visiting dens, counting cubs, monitoring female survival, um, and all of that information feeds into a population model that's helped us estimate back in 2019 that we had between 540 and 840 bears in the state. And it's growing at about 9% annually. And 9% and doesn't mean a whole lot to most folks, but but what that number actually means is that in about a decade at that growth rate, we would expect the population to double. Wow, that is a lot of bears. Um, and that actually leads us, we want to bring you into this conversation. We want to hear your best bear story. Have you encountered a black bear in the wild in Missouri? If so, what did you observe? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air. And my guest today is Laura Conley. She's a fur bearer 
biologist with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Laura, I understand we sometimes do get bear sightings in the St. Louis area, places like Baldwin and, and Eureka. Should people be alarmed if they're living in a suburb that's maybe not so close to the urban core and there's a bear there in their backyard? You know, it's one of those things I would say don't be alarmed by it, but it's important to recognize that it can happen. And and you're absolutely right. So with this growing bear population, um, we have dispersing bears that show up in places where most folks wouldn't necessarily think they're going to wind up. So, yep, we had a bear in Baldwin. Um, we had a bear that actually walked into a school in Eureka a couple years ago. Um, we've had bears that have made their way north of the Missouri River, north of Interstate 70. Um, and so these animals, they're typically young males. They are off um, during the summer months. Um, they kind of get kicked out from, from their mother's area when they're about 18 months old. And they venture off on their own. And oftentimes they're literally just wandering. They go on these really big walkabouts. And there's a lot of habitat connectivity and sometimes that connectivity um, basically just drops them off into towns or into neighborhoods and things like that and so it's one of those things where I would say just recognize that with this growing bear population that Missouri's bear country even if you don't live in the heart of the Ozarks um, it's totally possible to have a bear wander through your neighborhood Um, and if you do see one you can report it to us we have an online report form where you can call any of our offices and report that sighting to us Um, we send out information to um, local governments within bear range to kind of just remind them of the best practices and um, what they can tell their citizens if they do get any calls about bears. Um, Tons of information on our website. Um, But really, it comes down to give the bear distance. Just let that bear be. Enjoy it from a distance. It's not the photo opportunity. It's not time to call the neighbors in to come see it. And then take a look and and decide if there's anything that drew it into your yard. So is there a bird feeder out there or is there pet food that's left outside? Um, Because they've got a great nose. It's better than a dog's. And they will (laughs) sniff out food um, from huge distances. So it's just kind of that opportunity to take stock of what might have brought it into the yard in the first place. Well, I love that you have officially uh, decreed Missouri is bear country. Um, It's their country. The rest of us are just living here. And yeah, we need to be a little bit wise about how we interact with these bears. I want to go to the phone lines. Um, Steve is calling from St. Louis County. Um, Steve, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. I think it's great that we have uh, a bear, a thriving bear population in Missouri, but my concern, my question is, is how are we going to regulate the hunting? Because once people know that they can hunt bears, I think we all know that there are folks who are going to poach them, in other words, going to hunt them out of season, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that makes me concerned for what that might do to the population. So what... Uh, what measures are they going to take once they do allow them to be hunted? That's my question. Steve, I think that's a great question. And, and Laura, I'd love you to just uh, briefly explain this program that you guys are, are going to be putting in place in uh, the fall of 2021. And, and then if you can also address that issue of what are you going to do to make sure people aren't just uh, totally flouting those regulations? Yep, absolutely. So <clears throat> so first off, the, the commission on um, December 11th, voted to approve the regulatory framework that would establish a bear hunting season, but we don't actually have a hunting season just yet. So um, that was the framework that was put into place, and the department will be making recommendations to the commission in the spring of 2021 for a permit quota and harvest quota. Um, If the commission approves the permit quota and harvest quota, then the early 
earliest we could have a season would be the fall of 2021. So there's still another step in that process before we'd have the actual first hunting season here in the state. Um, and with that hunting season, so the, uh, the caller kind of expressed two, two separate things. So um, regulating that harvest and then the poaching aspect of it. Um, with the proposed framework, there's a variety of checks and balances that we have on that. Um, one, there will be a permit quota, so a limited number of hunters that would be eligible to bear hunt. Um, we would have a harvest quota, so basically a cap on the number of bears that would be able to be harvested. And so um, that harvest quota would be divided up between three of the bear management zones. If a zone reached its harvest quota, that zone would close to hunting, so you wouldn't have any further hunting once that happened. And then we also have a provision within the regulations that gives the director the authority to close the season if we um, reach or exceed 80% of that harvest quota, and it's kind of an option there, um, basically to prevent overharvest from occurring or to limit the likelihood of that overharvest, any overharvest from occurring beyond that harvest quota that's already established. So a variety of different checks and balances on um, the number of people that would be out there as well as how many bears could potentially be harvested during a season. And again, those recommendations would be presented in the spring of 2021. And if the commission approves those, then you, we would be talking about that first fall hunting season in the fall of 2021. Um, and then as it pertains to poaching, um, this is one of those things that is just similar to all of our other game species. We have um, game wardens essentially in every single county, um, and, and this is what they do. They are out there um, looking out for the resource, whether it's deer, whether it's turkey, whether it's black bears, um, and making sure that that folks that are out there are, are doing right by the resource, following the regulations, um, doing the things that they are supposed to be doing. Um, within the regulations, the proposed or the framework that was approved um, last week, we also have provisions that disincentivize that. So, so we don't allow the sale of gallbladders. There's um, oftentimes a wildlife market for bare gallbladders. That's something that would not be allowed. Wait, You're not allowed to transport. I, I, I have to interrupt you there. I'm sorry. Why yeah. would anyone need a bare gallbladder? It's it's a it's a product that's used in different types of medicinal purposes, and so there's often an illegal trade in uh. bear gallbladders in other parts of the world and other parts of the country, um, and so that's one of those things we just put that provision in there so that that we weren't having the potential to contribute to that that illegal wildlife market that can occur. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good provision. Boy, you learn something new every day. Today, it is bear gallbladders. Um, I want to take a quick bear story. I called for bear stories. I got a great bear story. We're going to squeeze this in here uh, before we get to a couple last questions here for Laura. Let's go to Russ, who's calling from Rolla. Uh, Russ, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Yeah, hi. I'm, I'm really enjoying this program. Hey, I was uh, sitting in a pop-up blind on the back of my property in uh, Douglas County here about a month ago, and I had a, at first I had two cubs, about 50 pounds, oh. that uh, were within 15 yards of me, and then the big mama bear came out too, and I, I'm i pretty good at estimating weight. I've, I've bought cattle in the past, so I, I was estimating she was between four and 500 pounds. She was huge, and and uh, had behind the she had like a brown nose, and then behind that there was gray, and then black. And I was just so in awe. People asked me later, "Weren't you afraid?" Because she was growling. She did mm. not like that situation, and she walked around my pop-up line. At one point, she was very close, and, and I could hear her. And people ask me, "You know, weren't you afraid?" And I tell them, "No, I was just 
I just had such an awesome respect for her for the diligence she was putting into raising those cubs, you know, and, and mm-hmm. how difficult that would be in that circumstance. I'll be honest. I know there's, I know there's a need, you know, for, for adult uh, males to be, uh, to be killed to keep the population in check, but it kind of, it kind of breaks my heart if someone was to shoot her because yeah. she was just an awesome, awesome mama. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm actually a Canadian and my, my cousins up in Canada hunt bears all the time and my son killed one up there this fall so i'm not opposed to hunting them but uh russ it sounds like you you understand both sides of this but boy that story is so powerful i'm I'm so moved by that thank you russ um and and laura i do want to ask you i mean are we at the point where we're allowing this because the the number of bears is starting to outstrip the habitat we have for them or or is is there something else going on here why why allow this in the first place Right. So this is a season to provide opportunity. So so bears are a valuable native species here and their management's consistent with deer, turkey, elk, the other the other valuable native species that we offer hunting seasons for. So this hunting season is really about providing opportunity for Missourians um, to participate in that sustainable harvest of the bear population. And again, it's it's what's proposed here is a very limited, very highly regulated harvest. And so for these initial seasons, that's really what we're talking about there. Um, That's in line with the department's mission and strategic plan to be able to provide that type of outdoor opportunity. Um, But bear hunting and hunting as a management tool is something that's identified in our bear management plan. Um, And as that population continues to grow, um, we're looking to establish population benchmarks. And um, basically, you know, we're talking about um, with those benchmarks, um, social carrying capacity, what the habitat can, uh, you know, handle and things like that. Um, but really then hunting can serve as that that important management tool when we do establish those population benchmarks. But for these initial seasons, it's really about um, the ability to provide that opportunity. Our, our bear population has grown to such levels that it can sustain that limited and highly regulated harvest so we can go ahead and, and move forward with that. All right. Well, Laura, in our last minute here, I understand you guys have a cam- campaign asking people to be bear aware. Um, just in, in our final minute, um, uh, what would you want to plug for people when you're talking about bear awareness and, and the proper behavior? Yep, absolutely. So for bears, they're really food ma- motivated. And so when you're thinking about being bear aware, um, a lot of the major tenants that we talk about, what you should do when you're in bear country, what you should do if you're camping or hiking and things like that, it's all about smart food management. So making sure you're not providing food to the animals, never directly feeding them. Um, there are folks that will toss toss food to a bear mm. to try to get a close-up picture. Um, and that's a big no-no. But it also comes down to um, sometimes that indirect food. So bears are very adaptable. Um, they can use different types of habitats. I mean, they are a forest dwelling species, but they can still um, survive in suburban areas. And so making sure that folks recognize that sometimes what you do in your yard can impact those bears as well is important. So making sure you're not providing those foods um, to bears. Don't leave pet food outside unattended. Um, if you live in an area with bears, um, it's wise to bring bird feeders in when bears are active, um, making sure that you don't have those foods sources out there is really important. Um, and then if you do encounter a bear, um, just knowing what to do. So if you're going to spend any time down in the southern half of the state, um, it's definitely worth just taking a look at our website and reading that advice as to, you know, what should you do if you encounter a bear? Basically, All right. Well, that, uh, that is great advice. We want to send people to the Missouri Department of Conservation website. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I want to just remind people, Missouri is bear country. You heard it here first. Laura Conley of the Missouri Department of Conservation, thanks so much for joining us today. 
Thank you. Uh, Tomorrow on St. Louis on the Air, we'll talk about the vaccines being distributed right now all around Missouri and Illinois. Who's getting them? Who's up next? And what public health messaging do we need to get this part of the pandemic right? More reporting from the St. Louis on the Air team is available at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. I mean a bare necessities That's why a bear can rest at ease With just the bare necessities of life Yeah, with just the bare necessities of life Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.